Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joel What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast, the very first episode of 2023. We back from the holiday break, and we ready to talk more Heat basketball with y'all. But with me, like always, I got our panelists, Nick, J.K.L., Deem, and Jr. And we got a great episode for you guys today. So let's see. The last time we did a pod was a couple weeks ago. And I don't know, like usual, it seems like we're on another roller coaster ride. I mean, there's the fact that we went and lost to the Bulls. And I know that was kind of frustrating because, you know, in that last pod, we were mentioning how we were essentially facing a Bulls team that is on the verge of potentially blowing it up. But we did lose to them and then followed it up with a loss to Indiana. But then at the same time, we got some wins as well. You know, whether if it was beating teams like the Lakers and then the Clippers last night, along with that amazing way to close out 2022 with that buzzer beater by Tyler Hero. Like, there's been a lot of good stuff to see overall. And and I'm not going to lie. There was, there's been some pros and there's been some cons. And that's basically where we go with it right now is trying to see you know, what are the goods and what are the bads from these past couple weeks? Because I feel like we've seen so much take place with certain players. One specifically that we'll talk about later on in this episode with Victor Oladipo, along with some of the roles that we've seen from the other guys. But overall, I just want to know from y'all, like, how are we feeling after these last two weeks of Heat basketball? We'll start off with you, Nick. I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm feeling real good. I mean... That Nuggets game could have gone either other way, and if we would have taken the Nuggets game, we would have been on here talking about a five-game win streak with a back-to-back win with Nuggets Jazz. But, I mean, for the most part, Bam is looking like he's kind of finally getting what – like, all year he's obviously looked great, but in these last, like, stretch of games, he's like what we've been praying for him to be for, like, the last two years when everyone's just like, we need aggressive Bam, we need aggressive Bam. Last night in that Clippers game – I was falling in love. I mean, he was just dominating on all aspects of the game, dunking on everyone. I can't even count how many putbacks he had. He was staying aggressive, and if Bam keeps doing that, it's going to be scary hours. Oh, for sure. And I just got to mention real quick, like, Bam Adebayo is currently tied with Tyler for being the leading scorer of the Heat. Both of them has 21.5 points per game, and I think they gave the tiebreaker to Bam because he's played more games than Tyler. So as of right now, in, let's see, January 3rd, 2023, Bam Adebayo is the leading scorer for the Miami Heat. And I just got to put that out there because y'all know I'm all for the address agenda. So I'm just feeling good about that, just knowing that that is a stat we can come out and present to y'all. And let's see, J. Kell, how about you? Bam Adebayo is a top three center in the league. I will stand on that. Um, it's been phenomenal to watch him win or lose. I've been very happy with his development. I think he's taking a, a nice leap from last season. It's also been um, pretty promising watching Tyler develop as well. I don't think that he's taking a huge leap, but I definitely think he's marginally better. And like I said, win or lose, I've been enjoying watching the two guys the most and seeing how their development is because they are the future. Um, but as far as that, I agree. The Denver game could have gone either way, and we will be talking about a five-game win streak right now. However, I'm not necessarily like excited like that. I don't really have high playoff expectations for this team as of yet, unless they make uh they make the right trade during the deadline. But who knows? Anything happen? But if they can keep it together and like stay around that 500 margin and uh, put together consistent wins, like some solid Ws. Who knows? This season could turn around a lot for them. But I'll reserve my judgment for now. Right. And that's a fair statement from you to make because that's the thing for me personally. I'm not trying to, like, 
get too hyped after every win because while it's great to see the Heat, you know, get whatever win they can get and potentially move up the standings. I mean, at the end of the day, I think one thing we can all mutually agree on is the fact that we still got to make a trade. I mean, like, I feel, I really hope there's nobody that's getting blinded by the wins to think that we don't need to do anything because obviously there's no way we can run into the playoffs with the squad that we have now. I feel like we should all know that, you know. So for the Heat, I mean, they got until, what, February 9th, I believe. That's when the trade deadline takes place. So I'm just looking at these rumors that come out, and I don't know, just get a four and just make whatever improvement you can possibly make with this team so that we can honestly say moving forward that this is definitely a team that can compete with other Eastern Conference heavyweights. And, uh, Dean, what's on your mind? Team, you a little shy right now? I know the Heat on a two-game winning streak, so, you know, I mean, do you have... I'm... <laughs> um, I'm... I'm... I'm neutral about it. I mean, I'm I'm happy that we on a win streak. Um, Obviously, I'm happy because the offense did get slightly better since the... uh Since the uh, Indiana game. Uh, but I'm, I'm more so excited about the play of uh Tyler. Uh, most of y'all know I'm a real, like, huge critic of, of Tyler, but he has impressed me the most out of anybody uh, on the Heat team this season, good or bad. Um, I, hear, I heard everybody else say how good Bam's been and, you know, the leap he may have jumped this season, but I don't think uh, it was really too much of a jump from Bam. I always thought this was, this was who Bam is. Bam was a top two defender in the NBA. Uh, he, he's he's a he's a pretty he's a good offensive player, but you know everyone wanted to see him shoot the ball more and thought he was limited on the offensive end. But he just you know he just never took them shots, and now he's taking eighteen plus shots a game, like he said he was doing in the off season. But uh, to get back to Tyler, I think Tyler has really performed great this season. And like I said, Joe, I said numerous times in the uh, off season pods. I don't care if Tyler averaged 35 points this season. I want to see him do it. And I want to see him perform well in the playoffs. Cause I think that's where he comes short at. But besides, I'm not going to get to the playoffs right now. I'm just strictly talking about this season. Tyler has performed extremely well outside of not, him, not putting the ball in the basket. I'm not talking about scoring. We all know Tyler's a great scorer. You mentioned that, you know, him and Bam leads the team averaging 21 points a night. He's become a great facilitator. Like he, he to me, he exceeded expect expectations this season. The way he's just moving the ball around. Uh, we had a discussion before the pod started. It was you know who we rather had a ball in the hands more, Tyler or uh, Kyle. If you if you look and you see that the offense have been way better when the ball is in Tyler hands. It, it it moves around better. It's just is is a quicker pace, which the NBA is going to what Spo should have been doing for three years now. So I'm I'm like really this five game this five game stretch. Um, to me it was more so about Tyler and the things he did on the court than you know outside of Bam and everything. But I was just really excited on this five game stretch against Tyler, and my favorite game from Tyler was the Lakers game, even though he didn't. You know, his his numbers wasn't that great. His shooting numbers wasn't that great. But he just did way more on the court for me than just scoring a ball. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree anymore. Like, and I just got to say, I love to hear it from you, Dean. I mean, I know you've kind of established the role of being the, um, the super villain of the pod. But to hear you even be a bit positive yourself, especially about Tyler, especially on Tyler Tuesday, like, it's great to hear, and I mean, for him especially, because with Tyler, I mean, obviously we all know how much criticism he got, you know, during the off season, especially when he finally got that extension. And to see him play at the level he's been playing, you know, whether if it was, you know, having the type of games that he's had or having the type of highlights he's had, you know, specifically looking back at that Jazz game where he had that game-winning three, 
you know, it's great to see all of that. But at the same time, it also goes back to what you said, you know, a few minutes ago, um, Dean, when you mentioned the fact that we just want to see, can he do what he's been doing in the regular season come playoff time? And I really hope we can, because if he can just be that scorer that Jimmy can rely on so that Jimmy can do his thing and put the team on his back like he usually does, then there's no reason why we can't expect this team to make it as far as they possibly could. Because as long as Tyler is doing his thing and we know Jimmy will do his thing and then obviously you make the improvements that we were mentioning earlier through whatever trade the Heat could possibly make. I mean, the sky could be the limit for the Heat. So, you know, I definitely love the points you got to bring up there. And how about you, JR? Um, So I'm an optimist. I'm not going to go too crazy, but T- Tyler has been looking amazing. He's playing like he should have been a top five pick and not the 13th pick. Call me crazy. I don't know. The absence of Jimmy Butler has been a rise of Bam Adebayo, an aggressive Bam Adebayo, which is everybody wants to see that. He's coming off two 30-point games, which is I'm, – I'm happy for that. You got Victor coming out, dropping 23, 5, and 5. That's playing amazing. So it's like us missing Jimmy Butler kind of showed us what we have when we don't have him, if that makes sense. And then we have some negatives. You got – People are talking about benching Kyle Lowry. Probably won't happen. Still possible. You got Orlando Robinson coming off the bench, balling another backup center we didn't think we had, which is sparking some talk about trading Dwayne Detman. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we knew we had Orlando Robinson back there. Spo just wouldn't play him. I think yeah. a lot of Heat fans <laughs> were calling for him over Detman. Spo just wouldn't play him. Spo doesn't like to play his rookies, as you can see with the other rookie we just drafted. He doesn't like to play him. I mean, it also to kind of add in, I mean, I know like the whole thing with Orlando. I mean, y'all got to remember, the main reason why he's here right now is because of the fact that Denman is banged up. Because before we had Drew Smith on the team, but because of the injuries that we were dealing with with our centers, you know, we made the decision to part ways with Drew and then bring back Orlando Robinson. So there's not even a guaranteed promise that Orlando is still going to be on the squad once all of our centers are healthy. I really hope I'm wrong because I honestly see a lot of potential in Orlando, but this is the heat and we never really know what way they usually go, especially when it comes to their undrafted or drafted rookies. Because like y'all mentioned, we still don't know what the plan is with Nikola Jovic. So it's something to really think about. Let's see. Before we continue, does anyone got something they want to add? I'm going to take the sounds as a no. I. So, you know, we, all right, so I, I love how 2023, we, we keeping it chill right now. Because I know last few pods we've been doing, we've been on like two topics and we'll be like 40 minutes into it. So we kind of, we kind of keeping the ball movement going really well right now. And we able to finish one topic in 13 minutes. I love it. So let's get into this next topic. And that's none other than my guy. Kehinde Babatunde Victor Oladipo because I don't know about y'all but I'm happy right now you know I know it's only been two games but we know it's actually been more than that because the man has been amazing on defense and these last two games he's been showing it on offense as well you know whether if it was that game against Utah where as you mentioned JR he had 23 points you know I can't I can't that dunk on that dude Kessler Against Utah, that dunk lives rent-free in my freaking head right now. You have that. And then the game that he had last night coming off the bench and everything, it was just such a great performance to see. And I don't want to be one of those guys that constantly, you know, praises a player just for doing something good. But you know what? I just can't help it with Victor Oladipo specifically because I think I speak for so many Heat fans when I say that I want that man to succeed. Like, you hear about his story and you hear about all these comebacks he's had to make just to get to this point. Like, I'm going to keep rooting for that dude, you know? Like, whether if it was the first injury he suffered in Indiana or that second injury he suffered here in Miami, you know, four games into his Miami Heat career and then having to miss the first, like, 15, 16 games, maybe even more, you know, because of tendinosis, like... That man has really went through it. So to see him play at this type of level is great. 
I mean, I was always excited to see this man make his return. I mean, I know we had a couple of people within Heat vs. the World, like Lola and Kevin. Shout outs to them. They've been gassing up Victor for a while. And I mean, last season, all I could do was talk about Victor's potential return to, um, in the Heat's rotation, you know, before he even healed up because I was excited to see what this man would do. And I don't want to completely overreact, but if we could just get this Victor Oladipo, man, if we could just get what we've been seeing these past couple games, you know, in a full-time manner, like, I honestly love where this team could go. Like I said, we still got improvements to make, but seeing Victor play like that is just so encouraging. I'm so happy for him, and it's just such a great step for the Heat to take. And let's see, uh, J.K.L., what about you? Like, what's your thoughts on Depot? It's been, look, I like Vic a lot, and I had no expectation for him once they said that he wouldn't be playing for the first month and a half. Like, consider that he didn't play much, like, the past two seasons he's been here. My expectations walking into this season for him were zero. I I didn't expect nothing out of him. So the fact that he came back and the offense, of course, was shaky and rusty, but he hasn't played a lot in the past couple of seasons, so I understand. The defense, I was shocked that it stayed as good as it was. He's been out for so many games. Like he's been moving stuff on defense. He's still an elite defender. And I think last season, I said that a somewhat healthy depot, say about 75%, is still an X factor. Mainly because of his defense. The way he's able to bother teams is like, like I said, he's one of the best defensive guards in the league. I've been loving it, watching it every single game. And now that the fact within the past two games, that offense has finally been coming back. And I do think it's partly due to the fact that Jimmy has uh, taken a step back and been out. But Depot was man, you gotta love that guy. Like he works hard, he he commits, and like he puts an effort on just about every play. And I love watching it. And I do think that with the right trade, say we get a four, he, we could definitely make a difference. Uh, but that's all I got. Amen. And Dean, what about you? Um, I, I said, and coming into the in the in the season, I was real excited about the uh. Victor thing. Um, I thought he was going to come in the season healthy, but you know, since he came back, he had a couple issues in the beginning. I did say I was not going to bring up Vic until at least after the All Star game. I didn't want to say nothing about his game until at least after the All Star game. But these last couple last couple games, Vic has been he's been he's been pretty solid. Uh, like he he's been doing what he's been doing his whole career obviously he's a great defender it's times where he, i mean i think he still needs to shoot the ball better than what he's doing i don't have his percentages in front of me this season but i, mean, I don't even want to look at his percentages right now in the season because i'm pretty sure it's not that good but if, if he can just be a little more consistent from the three i, I think he, he can help our team out a whole lot more than what he's doing but I I don't really want to get onto the the victor thing just yet. I, I think I I still want to wait and see Elisa after the All Star game because I still don't think he's even one hundred percent healthy yet. Right, and I mean even then, you know, to see him do what he's doing, even if it if the rust isn't completely away, I think it's just really encouraging to see. You know, like I don't want to be that guy that always gets excited after every single good game he has, but. You just can't help but just feel excited. And it also goes back to the fact that we all want to see that man succeed. So hopefully what we've seen these past couple games is really the start of something special. Because like I mentioned before, if we can just continue seeing this type of victor, you know, in the future in more games, like that could really raise the ceiling for this Heat team and what they're truly capable of doing. And JR, what about you? What's your opinion? So I love the Victor minutes. I think when Victor on the court, it makes Tyler Hero better because people are trying to get these pick and rolls and get the Tyler Hero switch. And Victor is not, he's not going for it, man. He's fighting over or under that screen. He's staying on, he's playing great defense, getting steals. He just, like Dean said, he needs to shoot the three better. And I feel like that's just going to come with like more minutes on the court, getting like um, readjusted to how fast the game is. His shot will come back. I hope it does. I'm excited, but also very hesitant because 
it's Victor. In, at any moment, he can tweak a knee and be out for a month. God forbid. But that's how it's been going for him. So I'm very hesitant, but I'm excited about what I see from Victor. And I hope he can continue to like get some good stretches of games like he had two games ago. Because that's what we need come playoff time. Because we will make the playoffs, and we're going to need him. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Nick, how about you? I mean, I'm, it's more or less echoing what everyone else is saying. Uh, these last two games, him finding his offensive game, if that's something that can consistently happen, it's going to be dangerous. But the thing I'm most impressed with, as Eric Reed would call him, is Victor all, all the defense. And then I got a little stat here. In his 12 games that he's played this year, he has 34 deflections and 21 steals. Uh, the kid. The kid's just – I guess he's not a kid anymore. Victor's like probably 31 at this point. Um, Victor's just clamping everybody up. And is, if his offense can stay consistent like we've seen the last two nights, then I think he's going to be everything Miami thought they were getting a couple of years ago when we traded for him. Right. You know, and it's just – like I said, you know, if, if he could just keep this going, man, like it's just going to be something great for Miami to have by their side because we knew the defense was there, like, you know, as you mentioned through that stat, um, Nick, like he, it's there. Like the defense is still at an elite level, and you brought it up, Dean. Like for him to play at the level that he's playing when it comes to the defensive end, you know, despite all the injuries and stuff, it's such an encouraging thing to see. And if the offense can be just as consistent as the defense is, I mean, shoot. I mean, I feel like a lot of teams might be in trouble because it was, I believe, Kevin or someone, I don't know, someone mentioned in our team group chat that 20% of Indiana Oladipo would still be good enough to be better than some of the other guards you got in the league. And I honestly couldn't agree more. So I just really hope we can see it take place. I hope he can have more good games. He'll have the chance um, tomorrow in that game against LA. And we'll just see it. Hopefully we can keep, he can keep this energy going because we know this Heat team is going to need it, you know. And if there's anyone that's worthy of having a revenge story, if there's anyone who deserves it more than any, and more than anyone in this entire league, it is Victor Oladipo. But Victor Oladipo, praise aside, I mean, we could talk about that man all day if we wanted to. It's now time to dive into a certain convo that we were that y'all was having before we even got on this pod. I know Deem, you mentioned it earlier. Um and I want to know because I know some people might have mixed opinions about this, but one thing that's been going on and people has been debating about is who should be the one to run the offense in the fourth quarter when it's time to close the game out. Should it be someone like Kyle Lowry who's been the four general for us? Or should the reins be handed over to someone like Tyler Hero? And with that being said, I'm really curious to hear what you guys got to say. And let's see, Deem, how about you? Like, for you personally, who would you rather have run the floor for the Heat? Anybody but Kyle Lowry. Like, I know it's not, yeah. not, like being serious, though, um, I'm going to go with Tyler. Like I said before, Tyler has just showed growth. Like, he just showed, like, way much more than just coming off a screen, shooting the ball. Now he, he's attacking the basket a, a little more this season. Um, And and he's becoming, like, humming, bam, in a pick-and-roll offense is, like, even though I know I, know I said it, what I said just now, but still, like, that pick-and-roll offense is is great with them two together. And I, I'd seen, I don't know if that was real or not, I've seen some stat where humming, bam, in a pick-and-roll is, like, it was, like, top eight, I believe. Something like that, but I I rather see you know Tyler more with the ball in his hand. I feel like the offense just flow better and it's a faster pace with the ball. Um, I'm with with the ball in Tyler's hand. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Tyler. I think you know Kyle has Kyle had a, a he's been a lot of up and down, and I think he he is not just him, but he is one of the reasons why this offense has lacked tremendously. Like it's just been horrible. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with I'm, I'm gonna go with Tyler. I, I feel like Tyler is is the best option for this team. And I was and in the beginning of the season, I was against I was against it. I was against Tyler having the ball in his hand. I was against it. But now seeing how Tyler's been playing this year, I'm gonna go with Tyler. All right. And how about you, Jr. Tyler or Kyle? Uh, I was asked this earlier. I didn't have a 
definitive answer, but as, as much as it breaks my heart, I might have to go with Tyler, man, because Kyle Lowry right now is fighting for the worst contract on this team. That man is proving that he's not worth 85 mil. And on the other hand, Tyler is balling out of his mind. His pick and roll with Bam is crazy. He's drawing a lot of attention and makes the right passes when he doesn't have the shot. So it's really hard to argue against Tyler closing out for us. My only thing is that come playoff time, do we really trust Tyler running the offense when the game slows down? He has to make the proper reads. Our veteran I mean, guard like Kyle. Do, do we trust Kyle? I, I trust Kyle to make the right read. I don't trust him to make the shots, but he will make the right read when it comes to breaking down defenses. I don't know if Tyler has that ability yet when the game slows down because he's a really free player. He doesn't run a lot of set plays except for like the pick and roll with Bam. But to keep this short, I'm going to choose Tyler for right now. All right. And before we continue on with this debate, I just got to quickly do it for the one time. Uh, Heat, uh, Heat fans and NBA fans all over the place, the NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknown, like what the Heat is going to do next, and if we can really get the ball rolling this time, maybe once we get that trade out the way, we should be good to go. We'll see what happens, though. But when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. And this next game, the Heat will be playing the Lakers. We'll get into that very soon. But like always, I'm going to have the Heat winning because why not? Got to do it for the vibes. But aside from that, download the app now. Sign up with the code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And that's basically about it from me. And let's see, Nick, how about you? You you siding with Tyler or you siding with Kyle? If we're if we're going for who should close the offense out, I'm gonna read a stat that has nothing to do with Tyler right yet out. You have LeBron with seven buzzer readers. You have Joe Johnson with eight. You have Kobe with eight and Jordan with nine. Michael Jordan leads the league in all time buzzer beaters of nine. Tyler has four this year. I'm I'm going with Tyler. I just I, I just I just don't see like much that Kyle brings to this team. Like I, I'm so I just I just don't see it. And I don't want nobody to say, oh, he brings leadership, he brings championship pedigree. I don't I don't see it. I, I I'm sorry, I don't see it. This in the last three games, this man averages four points. Like I, I just I, I don't see it. I, I don't see what he brings too much to the team. Yes, he's a great defender. No, I'm I'm so sorry. I just said that slipped out. I didn't mean to say he's a great defender. I mean, he's he's a oh he he's a better defender than the, the than he's most of the guards on our team. He's just thick. Yeah, that's it. The, <laughs> he's he, hard he to doesn't get beat real easily like like Tyler and Duncan and Max and whatever. But I I just don't see what but much I, he brings to this team. I I, I see him more as a minus than a plus for this team. That's just me. I mean, and the thing that I'm stumped upon, if, if Vic does continue to play like how he's played the last couple of games, then you, you want to have Vic as a closer. You obviously Tyler's your closer. Tyler's one of the best fourth quarter players in the league in the last like two years. And you're really going to play three guards in the closing lineup. And then Jimmy and Bam, you can't do that. Cause I mean, Jimmy's a forward, but Jimmy's, guard at heart you can't really run those four with bam you're gonna want caleb martin or max if you need a three or depending on the who the new power forward is in the lineup you're not gonna run tyler victor and kyle all at the same time and if vic keeps going up then i mean i think it makes it a clear obvious choice that's just gonna be tyler playing with the ball in his hands doing what he wants and if jimmy needs to he'll grab the ball and get you 10 points real quick. But for the most part, I think they're going to lean towards just letting Tyler cook in those game-winning scenarios. Yeah, but see, in the playoffs, Jimmy would have the ball in his hands more. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not a question. But I, I I would like to see 
the ball in Tyler hands in the playoffs more than usual. I, I would I like to see. Like I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I would like to see. I, I'm, I'm giving Tyler a, a chance. Like I, like I'm, I'm a big critic of Tyler, but he's proven, he's proven me wrong a lot this season so far. But I, I still, I want to see him in, a, in the playoffs. Like I said, I don't. If Tyler can average 35 in the season this year, and I, I, I would be happy. But I got to see him in the playoffs. Like I just have to see him in the playoffs. That's like. That's what matters the most because he came up short in three playoff straight. So I I got to see Tyler in the playoffs. But I do want to see the ball in his hands a little more than usual. Mm-hmm. And let's see, J. Kel, you want to put in your two cents? I'm fully on board with everybody else. Uh, keep the ball in Tyler's hand. Um, I will say I'm, I'm impressed in, Tyler, in the regard that Tyler has improved his playmaking in the way that he has this season. And that's something that we didn't necessarily – we wanted, but I wouldn't say it should be expected out of him this soon. I feel like we put we do put a lot of expectations on Tyler. He's only 23 years old. And he's managed to somehow still somewhat exceed expectations or impress in some shape, form, or fashion or another. Um, I do think that his playmaking isn't necessarily like methodical or a planned-out strategy. His is more so like a free-flowing offense type deal. Like he, like he's going with the motion of things, and he's just more so like reading, reacting. But it gets the offense flowing better. Tyler keeping having the ball in Tyler's hands helps out Bam a lot. Like their synergy together is really good. Like you mentioned earlier. Hmm? I'm saying, bro. I'm I'm sorry, but you you was 100 percent right. What you just said it helps Bam out a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, they have like the chemistry that Tyler and Bam have together is uh, is something that's been there for a while. But now that they're in the starting lineup together, they have and Jimmy's taking a step back. You get to see it shine more. So, like like you mentioned earlier, um, their pick and roll percentages, they were like, yeah, number seven, I believe, in the top ten. I don't see why they don't spam that play uh, a bit more, especially the teams that have uh, weak defenders. But maybe maybe they'll start uh, hitting more that this season as well. And I do think that, uh, the boss should stay with Tyler. Because when you have Vic on the court with them, they seem to look really comfortable together. Even though Vic is also a type of player that needs the ball in his hand to do what they do, but somehow him and Tyler also have good chemistry, which is why I believe that Lowry shouldn't be closing out games over Depot. But I feel like that's a whole other topic. But yeah, I'm on board with Tyler keeping the ball in his hand. But let, let let's just like he's going to like Spo is going to let him close let Kyle close out games. It's it's just going to happen unless he really just. Have a, yeah. a bizarre run, which I think he's already oh. having. But he's going to close out game. Let's see, have a bizarre, like just a a complete nosedive, and Vic is just looking like Indiana Vic. Kyle is going to close. Like we all know that. I mean, we want we don't we don't want him to close. We want, of course, you know, yeah. I'm saying I'm speaking about basically what I want. Like I know Spoh yeah, is yeah. not going through that, but like, yeah, like I, 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 I agree with you. Like I want the same thing. Like I I agree with you, but we you know we know what Spoh is going to do. Unless Vic's just playing like Indiana Vic, but I, I I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. Tyler, Tyler's such an unserious basketball player this year, man. I can't stand he, it. He, I want him off the table. So I have I have a question. So if we let Tyler start closing games and he's very good, wouldn't the next step be for him to run the offense? I, no, Tyler already closing games, but yeah, I know that. Same, but like. The next step after closing games is just flat out running the offense for us. So what happens? Yes, to yes. I and he should. That's the thing. He should, but they're not going to do it because they have Kyle, and they look at that Kyle as he's a veteran. He's a leader. He he he's been in so many situations, but um, he just hasn't been that with Miami, and I don't think he's been that with never in his career. But it is just I don't know why he has this perception that he's just like this great point guard or something like that i don't i don't you know what you're actually right because fred van fleet did outplay him for that championship ring they got fred out hey. fred van fleet did outplay him i could name a couple guys on that team that <laughs> played him, but whatever that's fair so i just gotta come in and say like this man tyler literally swept kyle lowry in this debate i mean he literally went four and zero from all of you guys which is great <laughs> It's crazy to think about because I think, and it was you, Dim, who mentioned it. Like, there was a point where I don't think a lot of people was fond of the idea of Tyler handling the ball, but 
it just goes to show how much he honestly improved. You know, when you look at how he's played this season, the fact that we yes. all honestly say that we'd rather have him be the guy to hold the ball in his hands than a guy like Kyle Lowry, who's been a veteran point guard his whole career. So, I mean, it's kind of pleasing to see for Tyler. I mean, and we'll see exactly what route the Heat does take. I, I obviously do not expect someone like Tyler to be the one to have the ball in his hands right away for those final minutes of a game. But it wouldn't surprise me if maybe this is something that happens down the road because yeah. you guys mentioned, I mean, it honestly feels right to have a guy like him do it. So overall, like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like the Eagles got to be put to the side. So if you're a guy like Kyle, hopefully you don't take stuff like that personal. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to do what it takes to help this team wins. And I mean, shoot, I'm all for having a guy like Tyler being that guy to hold the ball in his hands in those final minutes. So by all means necessary, like just do whatever it takes to win. So that's basically it for that. And let's see, let me just take care of this. All right. So now we go into the final topic for today, and that's none other than this final game for the Heat. Before, Well, not the final game, but y'all already know. The game before, you know, the next part takes place. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm tired as hell. The holidays are still bugging me right now. I'm in a whole different state of mind. Anyways, the Heat are playing the Lakers, and we're playing back at Crypto.com Arena or whatever the hell they called it. And we're going to be playing against the Lakers, specifically against a guy like LeBron, who's been red hot lately. I mean, after that game against the Heat the other night, he had 47-1 game. And then I think 44-43 the following game. So that man's been on a tear. And I want to know from y'all, like, what is y'all's expectations for the Heat? And do y'all see Miami getting the win? Uh, let's see. We'll start off with you, JR. So we already know there's very few people that get Jimmy Butler riled up. LeBron James is one of those people. Whenever we play the Lakers, our Le- LeBron James are like a KD. Jimmy Butler freaking shows up. He showed up last time. He's going to show up this time. So I'm taking the heat dub, man. Bam's going to drop another 30. Freaking Victor Oladipo is going to play all-team first defense. It's, it's, we're going to get this dub. I hope we do. No, for real. And one thing I just got to say real quick, though, is, you know, we're talking about you know, someone that gets someone riled up like um LeBron. I mean, I, I got to say the LeBron, the Jimmy that we saw in the 2020 finals was probably one of the most iconic versions of Jimmy we'll ever see because the way how that man was just going toe-to-toe with someone like LeBron, like I will always rewatch that final specifically for that because the fact that people still want to slander Jimmy, like he did not put – LeBron on the verge of tapping out the way how he had that man just constantly on what's the wrong looking for on his tiptoes whatever you want to call it the tiptoes or whatever he was just constantly having that man play at his best because he would not let LeBron take a small break at any point of the game because he was always coming in and doing his thing so I'm excited for that and I just gotta say real quick LeBron like or you know what? I'm going to say this after y'all give y'all expectations because let, let, let's wrap that up first and then I can say what I say, what I'm going to say to LeBron. Uh, let's see. Nick, how about you? I feel like no matter the game you put in front of me, I'm going to tell you that I think the Heat are going to win. Um, but we played the Lakers last week and we beat them by 14. Granted, we were at home. And sometimes you do see this team struggle on the road. But – um. You know, take the Clippers out one night, take the Lakers out the next night. Sounds pretty nice. Um, We're going to go with, uh, I think LeBron's going to do LeBron things. That's obvious. It's just, will his supporting cast do anything? Because LeBron's LeBron, but the rest of that team, when AD's not playing, is either you're praying for vintage Russell Westbrook or you're going to get blown out. So um, I think LeBron goes off, but I think the Heat get an eight-point dub over there in the crypto.com um yeah whatever crypto.com arena crypto.com <laughs> Bucks, yeah I, staples I center you know there he's gonna we're gonna be my eight in the staples center 
<laughs> that's a better name. I don't. The fact that they named the arena after a whole website is kind of crazy, in my opinion. Yeah, but, yeah, we we kind of did it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's for a whole other convo. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see. Uh, Jacob, how about you? The Lake is a very unserious basketball team, especially with no AD. <laughs> I see that as uh, easy pickings. Like you said, LeBron's going to do LeBron things, but the rest of the team is not going to do anything. Uh, Bam is going to feast in the paint because there's no AD. So I see another 25 to 30 point game from him. Jimmy is also going to show up because LeBron is there. And like you said, when certain people just get him wild up, and Brian is indeed one of them people, so I expect a great game out of them. Uh, Depot is going to clamp up that perimeter. They can't shoot from the three anyway, so it's not going to be that tough. So he's going to thrive. They're going to be eating the passing lanes. This is going to be beautiful basketball for the league. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dean? Um, unlike Nick, um, I'm not going to tell you guys that my team is going to win every game wherever they put in front of them, but <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like really honest here. I don't really care about this game. Um, I'm more excited about the game against uh Brooklyn. I think it's I think it's on Tuesday next Tuesday. I'm not pretty sure. I'm not really sure, but I'm more excited about the game against Brooklyn. I'm sorry, it's on Sunday. I'm more excited about the game against Brooklyn. But this game is a um a national televised game. It's going to be on ESPN prime time at ten o'clock. So yeah, and I know Miami. Players and fans always complain how they don't get national televised games, so there it is. But um, I do want to see what I what I really want to see. I want to see Bam matched up against LeBron the whole night, like the whole forty eight minutes. Whenever LeBron's on the court, I want Bam on the court, and I want Bam guarding LeBron for the whole game. But yeah, I, I'm I don't I'm, I'm of course I'm going to watch the game, but I, I'm not really too excited about this game. I'm more excited about the game against uh, Brooklyn on Sunday. But yeah, uh, I think. Miami might win because uh both teams are kind of shaky, but I think the Lakers are, are more shaky than Miami and no AD. So uh, yeah, let's we'll see. I I, I got Miami maybe winning this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they did lose. Hey, yeah, Dan, I'm, yeah, with, I'm with you on the my bad, but I was gonna say I'm with you on the Bam guarding LeBron thing. That would very much help his uh deploy case. That's all I want to say about that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm I really want to see that matchup. I don't. I don't want to see Jimmy on Brown. I, I want to see. I want to see a mainly Bam on Brown. I don't want to see a lot of switching. I, I don't want to see switching. I, I'm tired of seeing that. I, let's just fight over them. Over them screens. I want Bam to guard LeBron the entirety of the game. Man, you you say them switches, man. It's all funny games until we got Kyle Lowry guarding LeBron in crunch time. All right, like yeah, I, I just got. Because I already got PTSD still from watching that man try to guard friggin' Aaron Gordon in that Nuggets game in those final minutes. So, God forbid we see something similar in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't need to see any of that. But, yeah, whatever. It's a primetime game tomorrow on ESPN. And then after that, we play Phoenix on ESPN also. But I'm more excited about the game against Brooklyn. I'm not even going to lie. Right. And I just got to say real quick, because we is playing against LeBron, like, LeBron, I know things not working out in Los Angeles right now. So, like Pat Riley said, bro, the key is under the mat. Come on, man. You can, you can come back here to Miami, play with Bam, play with Jimmy, and you could go get you some more chips. We'll, we'll just leave Listen, it at that. LeBron is definitely not coming back here. Uh, Mickey, uh, is too scared. Mickey is too scared to spend any money. Uh, Le- LeBron, he's complaining about, you know, them making any trades over there in L.A. We're definitely not making any type of moves. LeBron is okay. definitely not coming. S- speculation. What does that trade look like, though? Just pure speculation. What does it look like? <laughs> it looks like a whole bunch of nothing. That's what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a whole bunch of wishing and praying and believing. That's Right. What are we going to offer? Larry and Duncan? And we're going to get a Larry. Let's see. I think they're not even. They're going to block us. Like we, they, they got <laughs> They have nothing we want. I mean, not come even on, Bam, probably. In an AD and Deadman front court, like that could run the NBA. A uh, who? Say one more time. AD and Deadman, bro. Like going to run the NBA right to the floor. <laughs> a whole bunch of injuries, man. Street clothes. A whole bunch. Yeah. 
a whole bunch exactly. of nothing. Man, I got you dream though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all that's all that trade is is a dream. <laughs> man, man, there's a point in time I really thought KD was gonna be in the heat jersey. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I think we all did. I think I think everybody did. And Giannis too. And, and that's I'm talking before you know he was in Brooklyn, before he signed. I think the year you know oh, when he went to Golden State, I thought we really had a chance. Yo, but I really don't want to talk about this because you know another person that comes to mind is Donovan, and y'all know that game he had last. Oh, pain, <laughs> the pain, man. I'm bitter every time I see him do something good this year. Like I'm literally sick. Like I just when I saw him have that game, bro. I, I want. I almost got emotional as hell. Cause like, why? Like, why couldn't we make it happen? That should have been in a heat jersey. Mhm. But it is what it is. At this I got point. Tyler Hero. Y'all be all right. I, you know what? I ain't even gonna say nothing. <laughs> I really don't want Tyler because he's been having a solid couple weeks now. So I won't say nothing to that comment. <laughs> I got Tyler Max and Depot. Y'all be okay. I'll say it like this. Like it. I think, like I said earlier, we put a lot of expectations on you, Tyler, because Jimmy's here and they're trying to win a chip in his timeline. Had Jimmy not been here and Tyler would be developing at the rate that he is, it'd be great. That, that's It'd be spectacular. But I think that's just like an older Tyler would be great for what they're trying to do and winning but a I chip mean, now. Listen, they, 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 they traded for Kyle and they thought that was going to work last year and it just – it was just bad. It didn't. And we're looking at the same thing this season. So, I mean, Pat went in – Pat and Spo, they went into this year thinking that they was going to get the same results as last year. But And, and they are because we was a bad offensive team last year. Even <laughs> though, I mean, outside of the three-point – I mean, three-point shooting beginning of the season, it was good. But, you know, during the playoffs, we've seen, like, the three-point shooting been bad. And I've been saying this. In the pods in the in the in the off season that you know we had trouble shooting the ball in the playoffs and you know it's carried on to this season. So yeah, I, I didn't know what we expected much, but I, 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 I agree. They because they were so good at shooting the three ball, they overachieved in that. And like you said, the same problems they had with the three ball now is what they were having in the playoffs. And by the Think like with Jimmy playing the way he was, like they managed to scrape by each round. Like, but it's it's just not gonna it's just not gonna work. I, yeah, this this is like, not a, this this is not. It's a, too many. It's it has too many flaws. Like you said, if that three ball ain't falling, falling, it's too many flaws in this team that make it not work. That's that's why I feel like on paper. Like looking at the analytics on paper, we have everything we need. It's just that the things that are on paper don't actually get on the court. And when they do get to the court, they don't play how they're supposed to play, aka Duncan Robinson. If that if that man was still balling, we would look so much better. Because if you have Duncan and Max hitting threes, Jimmy and Bam playing great defense and Tyler doing what he does, we look great. But man, he was started. We can't stay healthy. And on paper we look great, and that's confusing because we don't make moves. Yeah, because of but it. even even with all the guys healthy, uh, even though we've seen little glimpses of it, they still haven't been that great. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not it, like, healthy in playing how they are supposed to play. We haven't got that second part fully yet. Well, because feel like this, uh, take that win against the Celtics earlier this season. That was like a really big one. That was like the first time that we saw our top four players all play well at the same time. The fact that we all getting excited, like, oh, yeah, they finally played good together after three of them have played together for like three, four seasons now. One of them had been here last season. Like, why are we just now getting this? Uh, I, 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 I've been, I said that in the beginning of the season. So I'm not going to make a comment on that. But I, I, I said the same exact thing in the beginning of the season. Man, but we could keep talking about this all day, though. We we eventually got to <laughs> <plug> somewhere. <laughs> but overall, it's been a great convo, guys. Um, thank you so much, um, Nick, Jr., J. Kel, and Dean for coming on to the pod. 
Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JoeKJacob underscore. Make sure to follow Nick on Twitter at Nick underscore connect. That's K-N-E-C-H-T. Make sure to follow JKL on Twitter at JKL underscore smooth. Make sure to follow JR on t- Twitter at E-M-U-L-S-I-I-O-N. And make sure to follow Deem on Twitter at BLDeem. And make sure to follow Heat vs. The World on all platforms at HVTW Podcast. And make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We got all types of content heading your way real soon. Hopefully 2023 could be a great year because we got all types of content heading your way. You do not want to miss it. And we got some some fun stuff heading your way. So trust me, it's going to be a really great year to really enjoy the Miami Heat content. Because no matter what the Heat finna do, y'all know we're going to keep rolling it out like we always do. And before we wrap it up, you know, also want to mention, make sure you check out our website at hvtwpodcast.wordpress.com. And also, one very last thing, because, you know, we talk about basketball, we talk about all this other stuff, but chances are you probably saw what happened last night. Before we wrap up today's episode, we got to acknowledge what took place during last night's game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, During the first quarter last night, DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field and ended up needing CPR as the game was on pause. Shortly after, he was taken to the hospital where he's currently in cr- critical condition as a result of suffering a cardiac arrest. Our thoughts and prayers are with DeMar Hamlin and his whole family as we pray to hear good news from him very soon. But aside from that, you wish him nothing more but the very best. And, you know, with that being said, I don't want to end it on this type of note. Hopefully by the time we do this next pod, we'll hear great news about him. But aside from that, you know, prayers to him. Miami Heat, let's keep winning. And until next time, thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. We'll see you guys next time with a brand new episode. Hit our music because we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.